Holy cow, it's been a few weeks. Been yeah. Been busy. Been busy. But we're back. Where the pavement ends. Brought to you by uh, something we're going to talk about today and in general. Safari Club International. Conservationists. Lobbyists. General rights protectors for those of us in this hunting conservation community. It's a great organization. We can't hype them up enough. We didn't go to an SCI dinner in the last couple weeks, but we definitely went to some other dinners, didn't we? <laughs> Lots of felt like a whirlwind of, uh, not world, whirlwind <laughs> of activities. All right. for the good of uh, mostly duck hunting. Right. And even everything, some other, other stuff, other, and other kids. non-hunting related stuff. Kids, everything opened back up, yeah. so everybody want to get out and spend some money. Wasn't that nuts? <laughs> it, I mean, me being in the ice cream world, you know, event world as well, it was like everybody wanted something on June 5th. We were booked June June 5th was the uh, Chipino feed that we all went to for the Boys and Girls Club here locally. But it, everybody wanted, I think it was the 5th or the 6th. Everybody wanted to do something. It was, was like just that date, or was that when well, that was like pretty much when the world kind of opened, opened back, back up, up here. for us? You know, yeah. oh, they, you were taught this so the COVID restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was wondering what the date they was lifted too. the mask mandates and all that stuff. But and I think a lot of people had that inclination that it was going to happen around that first part of June. So they were all, yeah, Gung-ho. can we get the you know ice cream trailer over here? Can you do this event <laughs> over here? And it was like, no, nah, we're on the books for the Chapino feed already. It's everybody. There was a. My friends put on a golf tournament. I attended that uh, cornhole tournament that my friends put on. They had the Chapino feed that night. I know there was an event in downtown Reno that same day that somebody wanted that ice cream trailer for, and then there was another one too. But it was just, yeah, it's crazy just the way it all kind of opened right back up. Was a wedding. Then the next weekend was a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even before what we do, we did this California waterfowl dinner two weeks before that. So yeah. some people were a little bit early to the to the to the dance, so to speak. We had a Ducks Unlimited dinner at the Elder, uh, yeah, Elder Auto Silver Legacy. Chapino feed there. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy how fast five weeks will go by on you, right? I just, you what, was the biggest, the what was the biggest uh, takeaway of all the dinners? I have one thing. I don't know if I'm even asking that right question to get what I'm asking <laughs> to, get, to get that correct. And there goes the first beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh of all the th- of all the dinners, what was the biggest takeaway for you? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, what did I learn something? No. Or? What was, what what did you notice of the dinners? What was the what was one thing that you noticed? Probably that was common amongst all the dinners. Nobody had masks on. Is that where you're going? No. Nope. Everybody was <clears throat> excited to have fun. Well, yeah, Looking forward yeah, to socially yeah, interacting. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of us had facial hair because we asked kind of <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this? I didn't remember a lot of people how they looked. Uh, no, how much how time. much money was spent. Oh my oh, god. How yes. it was absolutely so many people wanted to, had it, had some free money, whatever it was over the year they didn't spend it. They wanted to give that money right back to Congress, which was which is awesome. But sometimes you go to those dinners and Every now and again, you might find a good buy, you know, because a raffle prize or a silent auction prize or whatever. Yeah. Not one. Nope. Not one good deal. I mean, it was a good deal for raising money for, you know, whatever we were raising money for. But. Yeah. If <laughs> not, you were there to try and get that, that print for a, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100 bucks less than you thought. That wasn't happening. No, the one that, that sticks way out in my mind was that pickup truck at one of them. Clearly, the sticker price was like 57000 And the last time I paid attention, somebody was already bidding like seventy it grand was. for it, dude. It was, at, it was at the Chapino was feed. Yeah. And we were sitting in the back corner. And it, I was just going to say the exact story. It, it the sticker price was forty seven or fifty seven, and it went for eighty two thousand yeah. dollars. And you get a ride off because it is for a charity, but there's even if I had fu money, it was mm-hmm. what that's called basically to go buy double a car sticker price. Because if you go down to the dealership, that sticker price is forty seven or fifty seven. You get it for forty or whatever. Yeah, right. So you're paying double for a car that you might write off. I don't know how all the taxes work on those write offs, but you get a write off par- part of it as a charity, but not double the money. So <laughs> no. there was one deal you just said I don't know if maybe a lot of people didn't know about it, but I mean there was a Kobe Bryant jersey that uh, Dan Gaddis, yeah, the guy I was sitting that. at his table, he donated it. And he was sitting next to me, and I said, "What's this thing worth?" And he's like, 20 grand." And I said, "No way!" He pulled his phone out while the auction was going on, you know, and it was like, you know, three thousand, four thousand. He pulled up one; it wasn't even framed, and its bid, you know, this online bid was at like nineteen thousand dollars. And it was an Granted, autograph, it, autograph worn yeah, jersey, autographed Kobe Bryant jersey. It went for I think twelve grand at that dinner. So you know, had you known, that was one that. I would have never thought. Well, that's what I. I don't think most people would have known. I mean, but yeah, that's what that's what that thing one, was worth. One deal of thousands of items. <laughs> Didn't no, uh, yeah. did Kobe Bryant change numbers? I was just while you were saying that. Didn't he change numbers during he his went career? From eight to twenty-four. So I wonder if it was a certain. Not if it was the eight that's way more expensive than the twenty-four. Yeah, who knows? Or whatever. I just started uh, thinking maybe that's what made that twenty grand because I wouldn't think it would go for twenty grand. I don't know. I, don't, I think love he's pretty popular right now. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely rose in the last, obviously, in the last year. The COVID year. That's what started off the COVID year was yep. Kobe Bryant and his family getting killed in that darn crash. Was that in March, right? It was, it was right, right before same, COVID. Same time, in late yeah. February, I want to say. It was just... It's kind of funny that I ended, or whatever, COVID ended my 2020 year with Chapino Feed Ducks Unlimited Dinner. Those were the last two events that I went to, then COVID. Oh, you're and then talking 2020. Pretty now. much opened up with almost the same lineup, right? Because we went to we went to the California, California. Ducks Un- or uh, Waterfowl Association dinner, and then Chapino and Ducks Unlimited last year, and then everything closed, and then we opened back up with almost the same lineup, yeah. which is weird because the Chapino feeds usually in February, and they moved it to be able to have it. So we, we did basically the same three dinners again, one year later, a little more than a year later, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Before, before we move on to the, uh, to the hunting side, what, what, what is the Chapino feed? What's it all about? You that is the main fundraiser for the boys and girls club of Northern Nevada. And they raise, it's crazy. I'll, I don't, I won't know the exact number, but they raise over a million dollars every year on one dinner. And in the years before COVID, it was fifteen hundred. Uh, they used to do um, strictly chipino, and they would cook fifteen hundred bowls of chipino and bread and salad. And then this year was a little bit different. They had chipino, but they also had some chicken and stuff. If you remember, right. um, but yeah, they that that's their 
I'm not saying they don't do some other things, but that is their like number one charity that raises a great deal of their yeah, I remember, annual uh, uh, budget. Scotty off on the board and stuff. He told Chad and I, I think it was one four five this year. Yeah, I think it was the highest year it they've was had the highest ever. Year yeah. ever. And you're talking about I know that there's two different boys and girls clubs in Reno. Oh, there's more than that now. There's uh, there's more than two. Oh yeah. There's one by Sparks High. There's the one by Reno High. Their main one. There's one in North Valleys. Huh? Did you know they have one in Winnemucca? I don't. I think that's a different charter of it because they're so, all over. They're down in Vegas and stuff too. But I think they're. I think they're broken up differently. I don't think okay. that went, there's one in Yarrington. So, so this, this money doesn't this go Chipino to feed was this local four or five the, yeah. locations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So night in the country is the big fundraiser for the one in Yarrington. Uh, Winnemucca, I. Th- think they do like a golf tournament or something like that. But that yeah, they all kind of have a similar, you know, they do one big kind of a shindig to raise a lot of their money for the year. And then they yeah, raise no, money. It's pretty amazing privately. deal to get that many kids. They were saying those numbers during the dinner that night. Even in COVID year, they only shut down four days, and that was just basically to clean things. Yeah. And served more meals than they ever served had more kids in there than ever did more classes than ever and still not a dime from any of the kids yep. pretty crazy they uh i remember when it all kind of went down they they basically were like hey we need you guys to be open because a lot of the nurses and first responders and stuff their kids are at the boys and girls club and if you guys are closed and they can't go to work and we need them at work. And, you know, yeah. so they, yeah, they, like you said, what they shut down for three or four days to clean and kind of wrap their mind around how you have 900 kids a day in that building and keep them all safe. And yeah, they open right back up. When, uh, when abouts were the boys and girls club started as this, this charter and, and who, who started it? it? They told that story. I don't know if you, um, I don't remember the exact year, but it was it was like I probably in the seventies sometime. Um, but Lud Correo, that guy that they honored that night, him and like Jack Revilio, uh, Chris Gearhart, or yeah, I think it's Chris Gearhart or Greg Gearhart. And there was like eight or nine construction guys basically, and and probably some other casino owner type guys, you know, big big time guys in the community. I don't remember the exact story, but they basically I heard. Um, Lud was uh, bidding a job up here or something like that and they already had a boys and girls club down in Vegas and he got this bid or something like that and they basically said you can have this you know you'll be awarded this not like in a shady way but if you get this job you have to open this you have to open a it was called the boys club I think I don't even think it was called the boys and girls club back then you know you have to open this boys club youth club and so that was part of the deal. And they said uh, there was times that their board, they had to fund it themselves. You know, they would come up eight or 10 grand short of making payroll or whatever. And the board members would all personally cut checks out of their own accounts to keep it going. It's obviously come a long way since then. And they've got, you know, plenty of people on their board now raising money and sponsorships yeah, and stuff like that. But it's also grown. I mean, that building's huge, dude. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, it seems like every time <laughs> we I get went, there, there's something new. Yeah, and when bigger. we went out back, I thought that four story building was like next door or three story building. Yeah, it's theirs. And I was like, what the hell did they do that? Well, the one over by Reno <laughs> High School is state of the art. Oh, That's it's unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I think the one by Sparks High is probably the same. It's, it's like a new building, too. 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're uh, so those guys are, well, Lud, you saw they made that uh, silhouette, whatever character mm-hmm. kind of picture of him, and they're going to hang it there. And Jack Revilio, the owner of Western, he's in there. He's one of the founding guys, too. He passed away. Uh, but yeah, those core eight, nine group, you know, of guys are still around. They all still kind of maybe less of less of a participation, but they're all still involved for sure. And yeah. Tom Thompson, I think, runs the Urington one. Urington one. Yeah, we know the guy that runs the Winnemucca one too. Ch- I think Chad Peters. Chad Peters. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he runs it. I don't know. I don't. I, I I would assume they were all part of the same charter, but I guess not. I think the Northern Nevada ones are split. I think so. They're pretty much wrong. on their own out there in Winnemucca. They do their own thing. Yeah, because they because that's like, a fairly new building. I think one of the yeah, when we were out there finished, kind of he was just well, finishing it. I always say ago. last year, but it's two years ago now. Yeah, last <laughs> year. You always got to add a when year when they finished it. He was fundraising. That was the opening year. Was two years ago. They were finishing it yeah. and raising money for the like the last little hurrah to get it going. Right. I remember. They were in the middle of building it when we met him out there. Yeah. A, that, has, that one has a pool or something and he was talking about, right? Wasn't he talking about having a pool out there or something? Uh, oh, when we were out there kind yeah. of hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was thinking, <coughs> you know, just one of the things I like about our hometown, Reno, is is it, it seems to be a – it's a very family-oriented town. We're still – we're a bigger town now, but it's it seems like you could go down the list of – I don't know if it's any more than 20 – Names and some of them are family to as far as cousins that are in the casino business or the ranching business, the construction business. And it kind of makes me think about like the old organized crime and the mafia and kind of stuff because a lot of them are Italian families. But pretty much all those names that you end down a list with, they're all generational Northern Nevadans, Reno guys. Oh, yeah. And they've, they've in hands a lot of ways everything. built this community. Yeah, hands you know? and everything. And it's, that Boys and Girls Club is a cool way to give it back, that's for sure. That's what we were – I, I was talking with Chad earlier, you know, uh, John Esquaga senior passed, passed away, away yesterday. 96. Those icons in our area, dude, you know, they're, they're, they're getting older and they're, you know, it's, it's sad because those dudes are not replaceable. You know what I mean? You just, very few coming up will be as iconic as right. guys like. They, they raise their kids the right or the wrong way or, you know, they had a big enough families where you get some more diversity, but yeah, that generation's gone. Yeah, no doubt about Big it. Time. Yeah, I was reading that when he passed away. I just went back and read the story on John. It's amazing. He bought started that, that thing with a freaking. No, he cafe. didn't start. He didn't start or, it. He bought it from the original guy. After he worked there, he was like the general manager. I want to say he even. I think Esquaga started down kind of like Bruno. I think he started down at a more one of the more older downtown Reno casinos, and then made his way out to Sparks even before what you're talking about. If I remember his story right. He anyway he he bought it after working for the guy uh, for three years, and bought it for three point three seven five million dollars back then. And I can't I don't remember what sixties or something. It seems like a pretty good price. And uh, anyway, built it up from that one little cafe to two yep. towers and everything, a hall and I mean a huge casino and everything, and then just sold it. Finally, like what two three years ago, the to family the, to, the, to the Morel family. And they they bought it for, I don't know. <laughs> was it a billion or something? It was so, a lot of money. So stupid, but yeah, I mean, three million into a billion. My uh, pretty good. My grandpa was John's uh, attorney, one of them, I'm sure. But uh, he used to tell me that, like back in the day, John personally, you know, like you'd be there gambling or whatever, 
and he would come out there and he'd, you know, he'd personally give you like your marker. Back in the day, I think that was a lot more common, right? It was like yeah. if you wanted to go gamble, you would just you would you couldn't go to the bank like we can go to an ATM machine now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you might have been there just to have dinner and then it strikes you, you want to play blackjack. Well, John himself would Bring give you, you your marker. <laughs> and my grandpa always said, You you your ass had better be there Monday morning paying John back, you know, or he drinking be coming to your house, you know, type of thing. To, just a, he changed names from John Esquaga to John Bonanno. Exactly. <laughs> That's John. cool though. You, you, I remember going into the, to the cafe there to uh, the oyster, play, was it, uh, oyster the, bar, oyster, oyster bar. bar, and uh, that one waitress that had been working there for oh, dude, she was there like the whole time. Yeah. it was crazy. It was, I used to know her name. I can't yeah, think of her right now. But she worked in that same place for seventy something years. I remember or 60 uh, years or whatever, yeah. Because we, when I worked for my grandpa, we ate lunch there every day, every day, and never. We would only go to the oyster bar every once in a while, but we always ate at the coffee shop at that uh, Rosie's Cafe yeah. or whatever. But that uh, I remember going there one day, and that lady said, "The least amount of time on the floor that the that the least seniored gal in there was twenty five years, dude. That's crazy. Every every waitress and whatever in that oyster bar had been there at least twenty five so years. Just dude. shows you how good a man he was. She worked there until I think he sold it." And I and I, she might have even yeah. worked for the new company. She got obviously she's got to be in her nineties by now. But yeah, she worked there yeah, the whole time. Fast what, uh, forward to today, where nobody can hire anybody. Nobody yeah. wants to work. Huh? Yeah. What was I going to say? Remember, remember the commercial when John was in the hot tub in his business suit. Oh yeah, remember, oh, yeah. get in. Come on in. The water's you got nice. a Bruno in your <laughs> uh, Bruno's right there. <laughs> Bruno Squaga. dude. Bruno I remember Squaga. going. We would go there with my parents, eat dinner at the buffet. Then remember that they had that little arcade, like right on Victorian Street. It's a, I think it's uh, their sport, not their sports book, but so, anyway. Yep. And my parents would give us each like five bucks in quarters. Play for the whole day. You, you could play you, all night. You were long. too big time for us. A big night out for us was the Bonanza. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Were they you didn't the have an arcade. <laughs> they didn't have an arcade over there. Our, our yeah, fun, they, yeah, they had an arcade. I was joking, but our fun. One thing I remember about that place is you had to go through the casino floor to, to get, get to the restaurant, <laughs> and we would, you know, we would start kind of working our hyperventilation and see if you could hold your breath and walk all the way across the casino floor. It was so <laughs> smoky. The ventilation in that place was so bad back in the day. I don't know if it's got any better, dude. No, no, it's a lot better. They, is it? They, yeah, they put the one of them. High filtration time, systems and stuff in there but yeah a lot of those casinos have gotten a lot better with that yeah like hobie's over there in sun valley same thing real you know got all that smoke out of it pepper mill you can't even smell the so yeah they yeah. let people smoke in there but you can hardly smell them and somebody was telling me they have like a crazy filtration system that recycles all the air out real fast because that yeah sitting there smoking a cigarette and hitting a slot machine is a lot of people's you know goes hand in hand did you buy anything at the, any of the dinners? No, your brother. I tried <laughs> to buy. Uh, they did that raffle deal where you got uh, one. One thing had a. It was they were purses, and I figured if I got it, I could give the purse to Jilly, which would make her happy. So, you know, the pocketbooks happen. No, uh, <laughs> uh, but you could either win eight hundred dollars worth of raffle tickets, a hundred dollars worth of raffle tickets, or a gun. That, like you were gonna win something no matter what. And granted, you had more, you know, you could still lose in the raffle, but eight hundred dollars worth of tickets. Which then, so your brother outbid me, 
And then he ended up uh, with the raffle. Uh, he won a gun. He he won. So he yeah. It could have been me. Could have been me. Um, I got outbid on everything. I had a set limit, and I mean. I'm not poor by no means, but I have to <laughs> live by my means, right? I, I and I went to a, I went to a number that I was probably even un, a little uncomfortable because I obviously want to support all these people and groups. And then I was just like, okay, there, there's a limit. I yeah. can't do that. Well, like, and and I it went past even like threefold of what I even went. It's like even if I went another thousand dollars, it still would have went beyond that. Yep. So it's like. That's Jesus. what I was kind of saying. You were talking earlier about, you know, the amount of money that was spent compared to past years and, you know, that you'd, you'd have your number and you could hang around for a little while. Yeah. You would be in the action for quite a while this year. Clay's like, you know, we we weren't even started with dinner. Add on that one. Yep. Wait, add on that you one. You're talking about silent auction ones? Both. Yeah. And I did yeah. a couple on the on the main auction too. I On one of them, when, when I moved up to, from our table up to, with uh, um, Shalene. Yeah, with Shalene, I had been on a couple and I was just like, Okay, never mind. Yeah, so, never sorry mind. for putting my hand up, people. <laughs> I uh, I got outbid real quick at the DU dinner on a silent auction thing, and I've won some things there. You know, I, some of the obscure things will go, or maybe not obscure, but you know, like the liquor sets and stuff like that that not everybody's interested in. You know, you can some sometimes you can win those. I uh. I'll tell you a funny story because it hit my brain. Uh, back when the economy sucked, like 2008-ish kind of time, we went to a uh, – it was some kind of fundraiser dinner for UNR. I think it was like the Bobby Dolan dinner or something like that. And uh, so they start doing this live auction. The economy's in the tank. People aren't spending money. And they've got a brand-new set of golf clubs. Nobody bids on them. Nobody even put their hand up. Right, so they go, you know, talk Chase from El Dorado, custom bag to go with them. Okay, so now it's a brand new set of irons with a custom bag. Can't even get the opening bid. Can't even get the three hundred bucks. Right? <laughs> okay, throw in a, a driver. You know, I got a driver in my office, brand new, whatever, tailor made driver. Okay, so set of irons, bag, driver. Can't get the opening <laughs> bid. Custom fit pair of golf shoes. Okay, so now basically it's a whole set. I didn't really have any money at the time, but I'm like, I, I'm not passing this up. So I put my hand up. You know, the opening bid's like 300 bucks. I get it. That was it? No. No. As a guy guy next to me, you know, one table over puts his hand up. I'm like, really? So I put my hand up. You know, now we're, you know, 400 or whatever, 500, 600. It goes back and forth. Finally gets to like 900 bucks. And <laughs> now I'm like, no, I can't even do it. You know, so I qu- I, I, I'm going to quit bidding, you know, at the time. And, and this guy leans over and goes, hey. You you you're never gonna be able to beat this guy. That's Lud Correo. And I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> he's a for those of you that don't know who he is, he's a very wealthy man around Reno. And so yeah, I, I'm I'm bidding against a billionaire for the set of golf clubs and stuff. And then now, you know, 10, 12 years later, I, I meet the guy through JP and I told him that story and, and JP laughs and goes, He doesn't even play golf. He probably didn't even pick those up. He just wanted to donate to the charity. Yep. He probably never you were, even used you were them. bidding against him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Lud. See if JP can back, get him bro. to give you those clubs. He's that's All what he said. He probably huh? never even picked them up. Probably redonated them to the charity to <laughs> yeah. do it another time. If you could have gotten them for three hundred yeah. bucks, thanks, Lud. I've never seen anything like that, dude. Could, they could not get the opening bid. I think it was just one of those, like, 
who everybody was in financial trouble. You well, know, not only that because what are you going to use it? And then you got to go spend a hundred dollars around and playing golf if right. you want to play golf. So it's <laughs> right, Tricking or at least in your closet. Yeah, I didn't. So I let's didn't circle back around. We talked about the community and the giving back with the Boys and Girls Club, and then our event prior to June. I think we were saying it did kick it off with the CWA. Let's talk about the CWA that was done at the California Waterfowl Association dinner that was done in just on into California from Reno in Truckee. Verdi. 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 Not even that far. Verdi. We were in Nevada, though. Yeah, we were technically in Nevada. The, the, the border as close as you right get in there. Yeah, yeah. As close as you get to the border as possible. I that's really, a cool little dinner. I enjoy that dinner. That's yeah. that's actually probably one of my favorite. And it's to outside. me, it's, it's a little yeah, it's outside, a little smaller scale, smaller, it's not huge. You know, we yeah. hung out in that wall tent all night because it was kind of raining. So yeah, the, this place, the the Chop Forty, has a big old wall tent set up with the with the wood burning stove going in it when it's cold. And yeah, we hung out in that thing all night and. Yeah, I think that's a really well put together dinner. Um, you know, not as big as shoot that Ducks Unlimited dinner was huge, yeah, and it's, but it's, you have you stand a better chance just because of the numbers part of it. But there's still some pretty good money that gets thrown around there too. Oh, you know? dude, I think they raised a great amount of money for the amount CWA of people. Dinner. It's a probably proportional. I, I think it's it's quality over quantity at a dinner like that, right? Because I believe we were sitting with the president of CD, CWA and. I know, like I saw a couple of people at that dinner that, you know, they're they're influential people in our community. You know that they're there to spend some money to support the cause that they're supporting. That that was probably that was probably my favorite event. Really, I mean, I just I like that whole. I like Verdi in general, kind of like a small town, you know, vibe to it. Even though it's ten minutes away from Reno, but it's still a little bit, a little bit. Uh, slower pace and i like i like those events better just because they are smaller yeah me too <laughs> and uh, that and ducks unlimited dinner there was i, I mean how many oh it's insane you, you you couldn't even touch i never even saw the other part of the room you no. know what i mean so uh, i saw that area where we sat and the few people that we knew over there and then i made one loop through half of the auction items i didn't even get through all the auction items yeah i had we knew Dave Stanley was there, a good friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and I never, never made it over to see him. Yeah. It was, just, it was that <laughs> that busy of a place. Yeah, I, I, I went to two spots. and Or, I mean, after the original walk-around, that's it. And then too many people. And how about too many people. talking about scale? So we have the biggest the biggest event would be the Chapino feed, and then the next, the Ducks Unlimited, and then the CWA as far as attendance. Which one had the best food this year? I thought the CWA one did. Oh, I personally like hands down. Yeah, close. Yeah, no, well, no, it's yeah. again goes back to the people. Yeah. Oh, you man, can cook for a hundred people way more than you cook for eight hundred people versus fifteen hundred people. Yeah. And trying to get it all hot at one time and nah, not happening. But yeah, the ribs. You know, I, I, but I like the menu better even too. You know. Yeah. The ribs, potatoes, or you know, yeah, kind of more like a backyard country, barbecue country style, yeah. sweetie. Yeah, sweetie. <laughs> They were all. They all had their good things, though. I mean, I like you know. Obviously, I, we knew a lot of people at the Ducks Unlimited dinner. Yeah, that the Ducks Unlimited is more about the crowd and the ambiance, and I wasn't as far as the the food menu wasn't too impressive this year, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's the meatballs of the Chapino feed were pretty good, though. Yes, those were. That yeah, was, that was the best thing there. I think I, I've always 
thought it's it's got to be hard to cook chipino for that many people, oh, which they crazy. changed it this year and did some other stuff that to go with it. But that was a different chipino. Seafood year, stew, too. man, freaking for fifteen hundred, even eleven hundred people yeah. were at the one. Not so yeah, for people who don't man. know what's 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 chipino, what's 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 the ingredients? <laughs> like that's like a didn't they call it like the poor man's pan roast? It's a uh, it's crab. Uh, shellfish, yeah, some oysters, shrimp, some shrimp, fish, and it's got a bed of polenta and then a like a red broth, which I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this year the polenta was served on the side with the meatballs. It was kind of a side dish. So it's funny as this sounds. The wind came up and blew my bowl <laughs> off the table. I never even got to try it this year because I never my bowl got blown across. It was windy. It had no. It had they. Yeah, they really went poor man style because there was no shellfish. There was no mussels. This, no, this year I, that's. I was, was there that a crab? Was kind of interesting. I I think it was some kind of a imitation, imitation crab, crab, if you will. Yeah, it was oh. definitely different than pre COVID that year. That was the most oh, chipino. Yeah, the years past they had the full oh. legs that used to full crab legs. I'm wondering if COVID. Obviously, it had something to do with couldn't it. Couldn't get being, the crab or something. Couldn't get a lot of the stuff because, or it was so expensive. Em, you couldn't yeah, do it for that embargoes. Many. There's trade. I mean, there's stuff stuck in ports. There's a uh, whole bunch of stuff. chicken wing shortage, beef shortage, toilet worker paper shortage, shortage, worker shortage. The one thing there wasn't a sort shortage of, and I'm moving right along, is at the rodeo. We just finished the rodeo, <laughs> and it was records every night. They every did, they. I'm, the world was ready to come back. Yes. That's Which what it, I'll say. It was one of the hottest. I think oh overall God. temperatures on those, what, what's the rodeo? Nine Is it nine days? Ten, ten days. Ten, ten days. days of rodeo. I bet you if you tracked the, the average temperature of those ten days, I'll bet you that was a record. And oh. it still had record crowds and stuff, which tells you how excited people were. Even that out. night it rained? So you know, two nights. Yeah, the 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 night that uh, was that Thursday. You Wednesday, guys the Wednesday and Thursday it rained, Thursday. dude. Yeah. Nevada, you know, will get their little thunder shower in the in the afternoon. That cloud sat over the rodeo for hours, dude. And I was like, everyone's gonna leave. Nobody left. Yeah, bunch of people went into the tents, just started drinking earlier. Bunch of people sat in the stands and just got rained on, dude. I mean, and the swing from temperature, you know. Even when you go antelope hunting and stuff, it's not pleasant to be in that rain even when it was 102 degrees because it goes down to 80 real quick and that rain's cold. Now you're wet. Yeah, you're yeah wet. they just sat there in the stands and plus, got poured on. Plus the uh, the smell of horse oh manure when it gets wet. It's a little bit <laughs> smell more of pungent. Money. It's a smell than, of money. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that wet. But that was a cool – I mean, we, we obviously – for people who weren't there, but as a, as a new company, what we got to do – uh, with American almond beef, that was really cool of JP to let us do that. Oh, Come I in and and uh, we were able to cook for 300 people, 275, 300 people opening night last Thursday, and then the final night <laughs> we did a brisket taco bar. But brisket went out fast in a hundred or uh, in about an hour. We had to scramble and did tri tip. We did ground we did because it went Steak. from 275 people to 560 people that's insane and i mean it was good to obviously get our name out of there out there in front of all those people to but it was our first event trying to do something like that <laughs> it went well though. It, it, it went really it well. well i mean we got a lot of good feedback people were loving the meat and and uh the rubs with the provider and and uh hell 
I realized how hard it is to uh, stand at a grill and cook for that length of time. I would time never want to be in the, yeah, in that's the hard restaurant industry. It's hard, dude. And oh my god! You know it's a hundred degrees outside, and then you're you're opening up and you're flipping your burgers on the first night, and it just it goes up to 130 Cooking degrees. Tortillas and, and dude, you, oh my god, it's, so, it's work. You know that sponsors tent that JP does. That's a thousand plus people a night, and for four of the nights, I carve meat for it. So you think it's a hundred and two outside? Then you put a piece of meat in front of you. So I was doing turkeys that are coming out of the oven at, what, 200-something degrees? <laughs> and you sit there and stand over them and carve them with the warming tray next to you? Uh, oh, dude, you just, you just pour sweat. Pour sweat. It's you good. were hand-carving, yeah. you know, knife and everything that much? Yeah. I mean, wow. I thought what I did was tough. Man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was I just going to say? Oh, a thousand people a, a thousand, night. A thousand people a night. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy. That's an event, man. The Reno Rodeo is an impressive event. I mean, I couldn't. I really. There was there was a chance. You know, there was a chance that people weren't going to come to it. Right. I yeah. mean, there was a. Yeah, there's still it? a group of people out there that are pretty intimidated by large crowds and yeah. stuff like that. Dude, they showed up that first concert night. I don't. It was. It was. I never seen anything like it. It was like. The concert usually nobody, not nobody. It's not not a well attended event in my opinion. And I don't know if the guy they had was real popular. I, I've heard his name before, um, but it, it didn't matter. That could have been <laughs> me up there. That could have been anybody. Yeah, that could have been <laughs> Clay and Chris uh, Ravencroft on the Tahoon freaking playing. There would have been. They filled that place and they partied so hard. Yeah. When they turned the lights on afterwards, it was like a sea of beer cups, dude. There was. 50 trash cans out there that were overfilled with beer cups. Just, I mean, people are ready. They were ready. I think that's probably what we were kind of getting at with this with this podcast was, yeah, it's just been pent up for so long that all these succession of events that were wildly more popular this year than they were in past years, and it's got obviously everything to do with that. The amount of money that was spent on top of what's normally spent and then the crowds and the enthusiasm. What I, what I love about the the Reno Rodeo that was probably kind of like crystallized with my wife being there because she doesn't she doesn't really go to the rodeo a whole lot was all the you know you could say patriotism at the beginning of it for sure and oh, the, yeah. you know the prayers and the spiritual spirituality of the, the Bob Tolman and stuff the way he that last night that crowd silences down like that and there's not a peep there's so much respect oh yeah at that event and it's just like it it, it gives you chills that last night there. Uh, the final night speech of Bob Tolman oh. I teared up I was like Bob, Heather, Heather was thank balling. you thank I mean, you Bob like, it's just could, a, it's just a speak, rodeo it's if like he a, could speak to <laughs> in general terms to America it would be a better place. Oh, it's freaking amazing how good he is. My funny little story, you know, you can hear when they're doing the national anthem a, a good distance outside of the arena, you know. So most people, they hear it in the food court where I'm at, you know, around the jack bar and stuff, and they, they'll, myself included, stop, take your hat off, you know, look towards the, you know, where that flag's hanging in there. And so it, it happened to be going on that night, and I was right by the front gate where you go into the rodeo, you know. And the whole crowd there that could hear it was stopped. And they had their, you know, hats off, hands over their hearts type thing. And this lady, I like to give her the benefit of the doubt that she couldn't hear it, but I find that hard to believe. 
she's cutting through all the crowd. You know, she's going to go in. And about the time she gets to the gate and a little bit in front of me, she kind of realizes what's going on. But she still doesn't really stop. And she's got her hat on. And just out of nowhere, this gust of wind comes and blows her, her hat off <laughs> nice. right in front of me. And I was like, dude, that's so great. Great like, karma. You know, I I, I, don't, I hope she wasn't purposely disrespecting the national anthem, but she didn't have her hat off and she wasn't st- – and, yeah, the wind blew her hat off right onto the ground. And I was like, there it is. That's yep. freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> I made a comment. We were a bit more back in the crowd on Thursday night getting in, so you really couldn't hear it. So we were at, still behind the, the, the west side grandstand, so it was blocked a lot, and I – Told my wife because you could you could tell just by the the silence of the crowd that, that it was playing, but ninety percent of the people around us you couldn't hear it, so it was just basically as if it wasn't happening. I'm like, they, that's the one thing I'd like them to do is, you know, pipe it into the speakers out into the carnival just for that. Yeah. Just pipe it in for that one thing, and have that whole place just stop for a minute because there's how many people are? St- I mean, the they, when do they start the national anthem? It starts at seven thirty. About seven, yeah, I was gonna say something. Seven like thirty. There's probably still. What thousand people, hundreds of people that are still outside. Oh yeah, oh, in easy. There. And oh, I guarantee yeah. you, a lot of them can't. So I think it would be really cool. Yeah, you can't hear it when all you get the way across back, the yeah. carnival if they put it on some speakers. Well, out there, that would be cool. Aren't they supposed to redo the rodeo grounds this year? Or they're, trying, it, they're trying. They're trying to. Trying if they can get that's it. something I would recommend is putting some speakers <laughs> out that way. The cool. <laughs> I was gonna tell you, uh, I don't know. You didn't hear probably because we didn't see each other that night, but. The last night when we cooked, uh, Chase and Alyssa were with us, right? They were I helping. saw Chase a little bit. They yeah. were helping us. And uh, they were able to go up in the VIP section on the south side of the president's box. And they let them up there. And then it had been 45 minutes. You know, they were up there and I wanted to go check on them. So I tried to go up. And they're like, nope, you don't have the credentials to go up there. I'm like, yeah, but my kid's up there. I just want to go, nope, nope, nope. I'm like. Okay, then he's on you. Then thanks, <laughs> yeah. and I walked away. <laughs> and you I went over to I went over to my buddies on the north side uh, section where I can get onto the north of the president's box up there and sat there all night. <laughs> but and then Chase apparently uh, st- got out of there and was walking around looking for me. Oh, he was no. walking through the president's box, walked out on the balcony, walked. Through, he couldn't find me. And then somebody was like. Are you looking for something? He's like, yeah, my dad's somewhere supposed to be around here. And they, I, they finally like found me. But I'm like, hey, thanks, bud. Just going to check on my kid real quick. Yeah. Some guy <laughs> asked him if he'd ever seen the inside of a brown van. and right. <laughs> You want, want to make 14 direction. bucks the hard way? Well, <laughs> I, I know one thing that I hope that I obviously have learned, and I think we all probably know it, but how easy it is for them to take away our rights. And hopefully next time this, tr- they try to do something that people say you, because you can just tell they're trying right now. Uh, they're trying again. They're trying. I, to, I went to the store the other day and everyone in there is wearing a mask. They got this new variant. You should yeah. be wearing a the mask. The Delta again. variant. Go yourself. Oh yeah. I love the, it's Fauciism, right? Instead of fascism, Fauciism. <laughs> the, 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 uh, Go Gilbert, Joe Gilbert, who's, who's <laughs> running for our governor uh, here in Nevada. He calls it the uh, Fauci ouchie. Yeah, that's you, the you shot. Go, go get the Fauci ouchie if you want. But uh, anyway, I was good to see everybody. Uh, you know, like I said, the events were cool. Raised a lot of money for a lot of good events. And the Arena Rodeo, it's not just a, I mean, they raise a shit ton of money 
for kids events and their own association. Yeah, and they yeah, do yeah, a lot of things all too. Charity out there all too. charity. So they, I mean, th- just the last, I've never ever seen a 50, 50 raffle. Like I saw the final night. It was $53,000. Yeah. $53,000 was the half. It's crazy. So that was $106,000 that those people gave that night. I think on Thursday night, it was 14,000. It was was 28,000. Wow. (laughs) 53,000 was a split. Yeah. So on on Saturday night. So the night before finals, it's a Friday and Saturday night are finals, right? So the last night of regular rodeo, it quadrupled by it's, it was the absolutely finals. insane. So yeah. one person got lucky on that fifty fifty raffle, whoever it was. But uh, no, <laughs> people were ready. They're you know and ready to get out. I was surprised yeah. at how well everyone was behaved, so to speak, after not going to events like that. Yeah. You know, Good point. And, and you know, I I saw very little fighting. I saw you and know, you would know because you were down there. Oh yeah, from I was in the way before it started till way yeah. after it was over. So saw very <laughs> little of that and. You know, saw some drunk people. How, yeah, definitely, how's there not a few fights with, with some drunk cowboys kind of stuff? But yeah, there in the years past, there's always been a couple, you know, in the jack tent like every night. Yeah. And I saw one. I saw one for sure. And I know there was one on the carnival side, which is the carnival is a whole different story. Yeah. Um, and I saw one the last night. There was a pretty good one towards the end of the night. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, it, and. You figure people haven't been socially engaged in like a year and, you know, I don't know. It's good. But like you said, people were eager to buy stuff and tip and support the yep. businesses. And, you know, think about event business. You know, the, the, the one guy that's out there, that's pretty much all he does is events. Yeah. So he went a full year plus without any money. And I think people realize that, you know, and they're buying an extra corn dog or buying an extra bag of popcorn, whatever, you know, just and throwing a couple bucks in the tip jar to try and help rebound those guys because, hey, man, they had a tough year for sure. Yeah, I've, I've found my, the little bit we've gone out and eat, eaten and, you know, gone to some places. I found myself being a much generous tipper here in post-COVID times because yeah. not only were they out of work for so long that, that the ones that are working now are so overworked because oh they're not God. getting any support. Any help. So they deserve a bit more extra money so you, you literally can't go into a business without seeing a help wanted sign i just saw that spanish springs burger king pretty much probably the hardest place to get an employee to start with but they've got a big banner out front that's uh on top of the wage that we start you at you're getting three dollars an hour extra burger king <laughs> three bucks an hour extra on top and they, a lot of them thousand dollar signing bonus yeah <clears throat> We, we, can get into, we can get into there's some politics in a minute, but we just wanted to say that the world is back open, and we had uh, it's shutting down again. We've had some fun the past month and a half, month I guess now, and it's okay to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're all still here alive, well, shoulder to shoulder, butts to nuts, as they like to say it. Get back out there. Yep, I have fun. That's for sure, and it's not going to end. Nope. <laughs> Because got a whole summer full of it. Whole summer full. We got Fourth of July. We're doing this right here, uh, June twenty eighth or ninth today. 29th. What is it? 29th. 29th. June twenty ninth today. A couple days. We're heading up to uh, what do we celebrate have? for Fourth yeah. of July, and then 
What do we have coming up? Do we have a, what Burning Man's not as far as events they go? Canceled. Out the sun, so Burning Man's the only one that's canceled. They got we got the rib cook-off, yeah. we got the air races, you got street vibrations, hot they're August all back nights. On, yeah. Hot August nights is going, so yep. almost. Are you gonna miss the fact that Burning Man's not gonna come through? It raises you a lot of money. Personally? It doesn't affect me personally. Yeah. I I hey, I'm fine with Burning Man. I I hope they yeah, like you said, it injects a bunch of money in our community. I don't know how they would have got it done this year. I mean, all the, you know, people come from all over the world. That they affect don't have the employees to help them. I mean, it it would be very difficult. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough summer. I hear they're going to extend that unemployment out through the year. If they do that, it's going to be a tough, tough rest of the year for a lot of people. Gas prices are up. Nobody's working. (laughs) It's only six months in. Oh boy, Bidenomics. Biden. Thanks. If you're riding with Biden, go ahead and unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, <laughs> we're out. We are out. We are out. Thank the uh, what's SCI's event here? They do that show, don't they? Every yeah, year, sure. Oh, that's, another, thing, that's another thing. Pope and Young, another thing that's coming up. Pope and Young yeah. is coming up. Mike Waddell's coming to speak with it. We're going to do some stuff with him when he's here, and so that's another event that's coming up. But. Yeah, all these all these conservation groups um, are obviously still working. They've worked uh, throughout the last year with no money, no fundraising. Um, so drain their coffers. So you got to get out know, there and support. We always say, if you didn't get a tag this year, if you're not going to go on any hunts, take that little bit of money if you have some and throw it into some of these conservation groups because they're doing the the dirty work behind the scenes to help us out. So we like to uh, we like to support them here. Hopefully you do too. Got to. Got to. That's all I got, Clint. What do you got? Well, I I didn't fully buy into what he just said because I have a tag. So (laughs) I guess you guys got to fork it over. I'll I'll pay your way. I I know. (laughs) All right. See you, folks. Thing about me, babe. I'm a modern day John Wayne with my daddy's last.